0: Does this sound familiar? You're sitting in a meeting and someone on your team pitches. If we do this, if we set up this drip campaign, if we launch the following project, if we partner with that vendor, if, if, if we do this, then we will see the increased numbers or we will have the results and then. We will be successful. Ever find yourself on the other end of that string of logic? Perhaps it sounds too much like a proposal you recently made yourself. Or how about this? Maybe you've told someone, when I have the time, when I have the budget, when I have the resources or the support I need, then." I will be able to do the things that will enable me to be successful. Or perhaps you tell yourself, when I have the title, when I have the authority, then I'll be able to do such and such, and I'll finally be the leader I want to be. What if the real challenge to achieving our desired outcomes, to being successful, to being a great campus leader? What if the real challenge is the order of operations we employ in our thinking? What if I told you that when we focus on being what we want, we can start doing things from this powerful state of being and soon we discover that what we're doing winds up bringing us the things we've always wanted to have. This isn't a new concept. Decades ago, Stephen Covey wrote about the be, do, have model in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It has sold over 20 million copies and was named by Time Magazine one of the 25 most influential business management books ever ever. I think the concept probably even predates Covey, but he definitely introduced it to the mainstream. And I have personally experienced the profound impact of living in alignment with this be, do, have paradigm. And when I remember to focus on how I truly want to be creates the context for how I think, how I feel, how I act. Mind you, these are some of the key raw materials for how we ultimately create our reality. When I remember to focus on how I truly want to be, I start to see and gain access to what I'm really after. We don't have to suffer and struggle as much as we do. We actually have the capacity to live our life with a true sense of elegance, putting forth a small amount of focused effort and manifesting an abundant result. Have I piqued your interest? Well then, listen up because I'm Creighton Dent and I'm here to share more on the Campus Leader Podcast. Here's an experience I had as a child that may sound familiar to you. I was six years old, growing up on a cul-de-sac in a Cincinnati suburb. My father decided it was time for the training wheels to come off. He prepared me for this moment. He told me Saturday would be the day I learned to ride my bike. Excited, I did my part. I woke up early, I got myself dressed. My memory of this day isn't perfect, but if I had to guess, I wore a pair of Oshkosh overalls. I loved a good pair of overalls, (laughs) I still do. My mother served breakfast and my father sat in the driveway, dismantling the training wheels from the bicycle I had received for Christmas just some six months earlier. He made sure there was enough air in the tires. He adjusted the seat height until it was just right. I came outside. He stood up the bicycle and walked us both out to the street. He plopped me up on the seat and gave me the speech so many parents have given over the years. He'd be right beside me. His hands on the bicycle, guiding me every step, holding me up, protecting me from falling, giving me the security I need to practice the basic principles of riding a bike before he lets go. I'll be right here, he'd say. And when you're ready, you say so, and I'll let go. And then what happened? Well, of course, after several trials, I was getting it. I could feel myself taking command of the bicycle. I picked up speed as we headed back into the cul-de-sac to practice my turns. And as I took the final turn of that cul-de-sac to end up where I started, I see my father standing before me. You're doing it. You're doing it. He had let go well before I noticed. He knew that I was never going to let him let go because I didn't have the confidence. Despite him knowing I could ride the bike, I didn't have enough experience to trust it myself. He couldn't explain it to me. He had to set me up to show myself. Have you been there? We've all been there, right? And when it comes to the be, do, have principle, I'm here to tell you, you're doing it. You're doing it. I asked you last week to focus on being a leader and doing those things that support who you want to be. I am a leader. This is the phrase that should be in your eyeline and on your lips daily. You're actively developing one trait that reflects who you want to be, and you're replacing some of the junk food content you consume daily and replacing it with positive, thought-enriching content that develops your mind and feeds your soul. You started to adopt the be, do, have model before we ever talked about it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Most of us think we need to have certain things so that we can finally do what we truly want to do in order to be what we truly want to be. And Stephen Covey suggested it works the other way around. Whether or not this concept is new to you, and even if on the surface it may seem either counterintuitive or confusing or both, it's actually life-altering when we really get it and practice it in our lives. And you're doing it. You're doing it. As we've all heard many times, But it is important to reiterate here, we are human beings. And when we remember this, our life can really take off in a profound and fulfilling way. We'll come back to this idea later and dive deeper. But for now, this is your assignment for today. Last week, I asked you to start making a list, a short list of simple things that are new and different to the work you do on campus because we know you don't get better by doing the same thing and the lessons you learn will transfer to your leadership. I want you to take that list and look over it With a be-do-have paradigm, do one of these projects, one of these hobbies, one of these activities, do they represent part of who you want to be? Or rather, if I start being who I want to be today, do these interests remain the same? This exercise may just eliminate a few of your ideas. That's okay. That's the point. Now that we've discussed this principle and you now have this framework, this lens through which you'll view your life, your movements, your choices, make a choice, pick something, and get started. And with that, we're off. This is the start of week two on our journey to becoming the campus leaders our colleges deserve. If you're just joining us for the first time, go back to day one. We like to keep our daily talks really short, really concise. The average is about 15 minutes, so you can catch up in no time. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm Creighton Dent, This is the Campus Leader Podcast.